This podcast is made possible by supporters like you. Mahalo. And by Atlas Insurance Agency, Hawaii's largest professional agency, helping Hawaii navigate insurance solutions since 1929. More at atlasinsurance.com. Aloha my kako. Welcome to a new episode of What School You Went? You start every conversation with this question. I'm Ron Mizutani, and today we're going to be talking about Madame Pele, the goddess of volcanoes and fire and the creator of the Hawaiian Islands. You know, for the first time in 38 years, Mauna Loa is erupting and putting on an amazing display of beauty and power. The world's largest active volcano is on center stage, and with that, comes the introduction, and in some cases, reintroduction of Madame Pele to millions across the globe. I want to welcome back our dear friend Lopaka Kapunui to the conversation. Lopaka grew up around old Hawaiian legends and ghost stories from his family. Today, he is Hawaii's best ghost storyteller, uh, who leads walking ghost tours with Mysteries of Hawaii on O'ahu. Welcome back, Lopaka. Mahalo. Waipahu's own. You know, isn't it funny that Hawaii always does Hawaii's own, right? Yeah. So does Waipahu claim you? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I've got no calls to speak at assemblies yet, so. <laughs> Why, Pahu High School Zone. Uh, yeah. We have fun with that, but uh, welcome back. All right, you know, I, just before we started, Mopaka, and, and feel free to jump in, I almost felt like I should have been asking for permission to talk. Are you feeling that? Funny, I was just going to say, before we talk about uh, Pele, okay. uh, who is one of our ancestors, I was going to ask her permission first. Okay, thank you. If that's okay. Yes. Klaku hilo i ka uanui, kapukanu ka i ka pua o ka leo, i ka hama hamau, hamau kako, i ka havana vana i ke kuno maka i ka avi maka, i ka alawa i kie, e au kohoa e, kohoa e. Mai pai taleo, he ole kahea mai. Mahalo. Mahalo. Thank you, Lopaka. We are on the same page, I think. Uh, and, and really, because, because of who we're speaking of, mm. she's revered and she is respected. Um, I would safe to say and maybe I'm, I'm, correct me if I'm wrong, probably the most visible of our ancient Hawaiian gods and, oh, and goddesses. Is that, would you say that's a right assessment? Very visible. Yeah. Very present. <laughs> Pele Honua Mea, hmm. she who shapes the sacred land. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, 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 I look at the images and video coming from Mauna Loa and Hawaii Island, and no, don't get me wrong, Kilauea, <laughs> Those are her home, uh, mm. but those are beautiful images and of also destruction yep. and devastation. But Mauna Loa, just something very different about this that is really capturing the the, the imagination, the, the, the attention of the world. Why is that? I think in this instance, with you know everything that's going on with uh, you know Mauna Kea, yes. uh, Pohaku Loa, um, Red Hill. You know, on the day of uh, Hawaiian independence, La Kuokoa, the volcano erupts. You know, so a lot of our people are just 
awestruck is like not even the correct word, but just the fact that Pele acknowledged, you know, and sort of commemorated the, these collective things really, really speaks to the mana, you know, of, of who she is. And like you said, however present she is, whether she's erupting or not. So a, a goddess of, of, of the volcanic eruptions, volcanoes, creator of the islands, but also we see the power and the potential devastation that her power can bring. Absolutely. Uh, it's very humbling to watch. Yeah, you realize how, yeah. how manini you are, <laughs> you know, when things like that happen, you know, and it, I think that's also meant to give us people a moment to step back and go, oh, you know, maybe I better start reassessing my priorities. You but know. is that message being lost in some of the visitor industries? And, you know, the island is doing its best, the county is, to mm -hmm. make sure, because you're going to get your curious onlookers, whether they be from Hawaii or not. Yep. And some people coming from across the globe to see this uh, in incredible uh, act of nature uh, that we see it far beyond just nature. Is that message being lost, though, in some of that, do you think? You know, what's, what's fortunate is a lot of our, our youth are... Uh, schooled enough, you know, in our culture that on the fly, if they run into uh, visitors who are not obeying the rules and trying to hike, right. you know, those OPO can stop them and say, hey, here's why, here's the history. And uh, some OPO from immersion I've heard have been telling visitors trying to hike up to Mauna Loa, <clears throat> and this is how astute they are, uh, they'll give them an education as to how the legend of Pelis travels from you know, coming down the island chain coincides with the uh, volcanology, scientific studies, you know, how the two actually match and the one validates the other. You know, so you're not only, they're not only giving, giving them the cultural and spiritual education, but also the facts, right? which I think is just brilliant. I mean, I, I was blown away when I heard it. That part of it is is actually uh, yeah. something that's, that's awesome to hear. Yeah. Right? The, the, this opportunity is also being shared by our youth about education and, and really this, this true story of, of Pele mm -hmm. and her journey to Hawaii Island yeah. uh, to find a home, if you will, right? Right. Um, you know, so we see Pahoehoe, we see uh, uh, lava, the different types that are now coming down. And we had a archaeologist from the DLNR just a few weeks back talking about, you know, this is even before, Mauna Loa was already showing signs of mm -hmm. activity with earthquakes. But we talked about the different type of, of lava, one being slow moving, where you can almost go up there and look at it, uh, and, and pohoi hoi, you better run if this thing is coming. It yeah. can be that quick. Um, I did some research. You know, since 1983, Pele has added more than 70 acres of new land to the southeastern coast. That's, 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 that's an act of something, right? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, the lay of the land is constantly changing. So, um, you know, forgive me for being ignorant. I, I don't know the official title of the guys who do the maps. Is that topography? Yeah, something like that. Something we'll like go that. with that. Right. <laughs> Anybody? <laughs> uh, you know what? For the sake of, of yeah. we can always edit out. <laughs> our, our, our producer's extraordinaire is going to go yeah. do a quick Google search. But, but yeah, go ahead. But those guys have to reconfigure yes. the, uh, you know, the map of, of Hawaii Island because of, of Pele's, you know, changing the landscape. The thing that was amazing to me is, you know, this, this hail, you know, the first, the most powerful in South Kona called Wahaula, you know, and previously Pele's flow went right around it, didn't bother it, but then, you know, a few years back, she just took it, you know, just bowled it over with her lava, so even for myself today, I'm, I'm still trying to figure out 
you know, was that a statement of, of her mana? You know, if she's got to take it, she'll take it. Right. Yeah. And, and she has taken towns and, and yeah. unpredictable uh, volatility. Uh, pardon my ignorance on this one. Vahaula, I'm going to guess. Mouth, red mouth or what? Is that red something? Mouth. Uh, you know, a uh, temple of human sacrifice. Okay. Um, and without being too graphic, uh, one of the ways, you know, heiau were also used as uh, places to execute criminals. And so one of the ways was to lie them flat on the ahu and crack them in the back of the head, and then the mouth becomes all red. <laughs> He's, he chuckles. You yeah. know, you know uh, we, again, we're seeing, because of the... The influx of visitors, and, and, and I, I include our local residents who are now heading off to Hawaii Island to get images and photos. And, of course, with social media, this thing just, yeah. it's a whole different story since last time Pele uh, made her presence felt at Mauna Loa. I don't even know if the Internet was in existence yet. It was, I, maybe if anything, it was the, uh, I don't know. But yeah. that being said, um, it's changed the landscape. It's also changed the way we communicate. People are seeing this immediate mm -hmm. images. Um, there's some major kuleana to that responsibility uh, because so much misinformation can be shared. Yep. And then everybody's trying to get that shot, right? That shot that they say, hey, there's Pele or her likeness in the image. Mm -hmm. um, what do you think about that? Oh, exploitation? Exploitation and then misunderstanding of the image itself. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a thing called pareidolia. And pareidolia is when the human mind has to make an image of, out of something random. So if I'm looking at the wall behind you uh, mm -hmm. for a couple of seconds, then, you know, I'll see an image of birds flying by, you know, diagonally, because that's what my mind is trying to make sense of. And so, you know, wonderful photographs of the eruption, you know, beautiful red, orange, yellow colors. And because of the way the photograph was taken, you imagine that you see a woman dancing in the flames or you see the image of someone making an offering, mm -hmm. you know. I think what would validate photographs like that is, is if you see something solid. <laughs> you literally. Know, literally in detail, you know, features, mm -hmm. uh, you know, stuff like that. That would make it a, a legitimate photo. And I'm not discrediting these photographs. They're amazing. Yes. But pareidolia. <laughs> I, I, I agree to you to, to a certain extent and degree because I've seen some images, Lopaka, mm -hmm. that you go, Okay, I didn't need to be coached on what to look for, what left side. It was, some of them seem so very real. And, you know, we, we all have had images of what Pele looked like. In fact, sometimes, and we told stories today. Yep. In fact, a lot of our podcasts, Pele shows up as uh, a woman in, in a white or, or with a dog. Uh, these are all, all different ways that she's appeared. Mm -hmm. um, and in, at Halima'uma'u Crater, there's tons of images that people say claim that that's images of, of Pele. But she comes to us young and old. Young and old, yeah, yeah. in whatever guise she chooses. And I'm not, like, I, I'm saying I have seen some photographs that are yeah. undeniably, you know, Pele. There's no doubt about it. Uh, those photographs are not recent. These are like when you took the old Polaroid thing, you know, photographs like that. You know, so that's to me that's something very undeniable. Yeah, <clears throat> that's sorry. Made me think of a song because back then we had to shake it like a Polaroid picture, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, nowadays the Apple uh, iPhones give you just as great images as professional photographers. Legends say if you refuse Pele's requests, you will suffer her wrath. Uh, maybe I shouldn't say legends. Um, mm -hmm. You know, stories of that. Um, 
you talked about Pohakuloa. Uh, yeah. You know, and, and you said something about Red Hill yeah. off the top. There's we're talking about military presence yeah. in the islands. Right. Pohakuloa, a long time training spot uh, uh, for the U.S. You know, defense system, and of course we have Red Hill with its own issues. We've mm -hmm. had, of course, the YNI. So you think part of this is a message to say, hey, wake up. Yeah. Let's look at this. Well, look at where Red Hill is located, you know, Aliamanu Crater, one of the craters that Pele dug, <clears throat> you know, to find a home. But then she got um, Aliapa'akai, or what we know, now know today as Salt Lake, you know. And another area of contention, Pohakuloa, mm -hmm. you know, where Pele is now eventually going to flow. So is it a coincidence that, you know, these places also have something to do with, you know, Pele's presence historically, you know, and presently? It's something to think about. You know, when you just said that, because I remember when Mauna Loa first came alive uh, just a few weeks ago, they went straight to Pohakuloa's, uh, you know, leaders and said, is there concern that Pohakuloa is going to be in the, in the path? And all indications, which I never understood because Pele will go where she like, yeah. um, but all indications Pohakuloa was safe. And now the conversation has changed. In fact, so much so that, you know, they're moving equipment out and, yeah. and setting off island, off out of state. This is very real. Yeah, absolutely real. And, you know, if people who are not from here who, who don't understand it will, you know, think it's ridiculous and we're being pagan savages. <laughs> yes. You know, but um, I would say to those people, you know, live here a couple years, mm -hmm. 15, maybe 20 years, uh, and you'll see. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. You know what? We're probably going to, I'll probably get a few emails, uh, <laughs> as, I, as I often do, about uh, when we talk about folklore or whatever, how people want to call it, legends. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it's inevitable. I mean, mm -hmm. you do this for a living. <laughs> yeah. People will doubt you, I bet, all the time that what you're feeling is not real. But yeah, come hang out with me a little while at uh, Merchant Street. And yeah, and that's pretty night. much my response. You know, <laughs> come, let me convince you. <laughs> yeah, well, let, let them convince you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, one of the, the, the stories I grew up learning about was uh, the Ohia Berry. Tell us a little bit about that and and why uh, you know talk about respecting what what does that mean what, what is what is that story behind the Ohio berry as as far as I know and again speaking only as you know for myself not yes. as an authority oh hello berry excuse oh, me hello. Hey, oh hello oh hello berries <laughs> no here is the different flower right yeah. so traditionally when you go uh, to the volcano. There's a, and it's according to the person and what they've learned, there's a, a prayer that you do. And the prayer is basically saying, you know, uh, one ohia is for yourself, Epele, and one is for, for myself, and then you make the offering. Um, that's out of respect. The other thing people do is, uh, I, I see lots of bottles of gin, you know, wrapped in tea leaf. Uh, gin was actually introduced <laughs> you know, as an offering to Pele. So it was, it's really not a traditional thing. What Pele actually likes is ava, mm -hmm. you know. So if you know how to prepare the ava, you can bring the kanoa and everything and go up to the crater and, you know, do some ava. That's probably the right way to do it. Traditionally, you'd also have to bring a, a white chicken. Why is that? Uh, that was part of the, the Pele priesthood when they made offerings. So it had to be pure, pure white, uh, moi lava or moa lava. And then a particular, particular kind of uh, pig uh, with stripes, you know. So those were all the offerings you have to make. But at the point when gin was introduced, everybody sort of, you know, forgot that. 
and suddenly gin is now the thing. <laughs> no tonic, just the gin. Just the gin. Just the gin. I shouldn't make jokes. I, yeah. I, I apologize. I, again, you know, <laughs> it's like you, you have to temper the, uh, with, with hopefully some levity, but with respect at the same time. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. She, she don't mind. She don't mind. I, yeah. She's probably, yeah, well, she's getting a lot of attention right now, and I think messages are being received yeah. in different ways. Um, the way we describe her sometimes, I just feel like we're always speaking of, but while she's creating, it's, which is beautiful, and the, and the images and photos are, are beautiful, it almost feels like she's angry, like temper, or, and, and that may be coming with, from the, the destruction and devastation that sometimes she's left behind. Other mm -hmm. times it's straight to the sea and new, new uh, land is, yeah. is created, but sometimes it just feels like we're talking about an angry goddess. Is yeah. that true? It's kind of like your mom. Oh, I told you guys clean the house. How many times? Now I got to do them. You know, and you're sitting there like, oh, is she, you know, is she, she going to discipline us? And there she is. You know, but in this, in this instance, this is Pele going, again, you guys, come on. How many times I got to do this? You know, when are you going to get the clue? <laughs> but is, in, in the scope of things, with all the, the gods and goddesses that we are, uh, we have come to learn and, and embrace and and respect, is she an angry goddess overall? I would say it would be, it would depend upon the circumstance. And I think because of, you know, the kinds of legends that's been perpetuated, she's been, she's been painted as someone who's, you know, perpetually angry. Mm -hmm. But, you know, not really. She's also kind, you know, very uh, benevolent. And proof of that is after the, uh, you know, the fires are, are cooled, New life. New life sparks. New life sparks. Yeah. And so when she appears in her guise as, you know, the, the tutu wahine or, you know, the beautiful young woman, she's not angry. She's not aggressive. You know, mm -hmm. it's basically, I need a ride. Would you mind? You know, I'm thirsty. I need a glass of water. I've been walking all day. <clears throat> there are so many stories of people yeah. throughout the islands that have said they have given an older woman a ride or and at least brought her in the car and then turn around and she's not there and yeah. I mean those stories are, are so some in some cases anecdotal but other cases not just orally people have written about this yeah um, and, and very to me don't even don't even dare question that a couple of years ago I think uh, somebody in at a Starbucks in Kona said he actually he served Pele <laughs> at the Starbucks uh, but everybody thought he was crazy but when when you talk to the guy you know, he's not crazy at all. I mean, it's legit. It's factual. You know, there's no embellishment. Wait a minute. Yeah. Wait a minute. Sorry. <laughs> so he he said someone came through the door at the Starbucks. At the Starbucks. And he firmly believes you know that was Pele because he gave her the coffee and you know customers coming and he glanced up and saw her walking toward the door, but never actually saw her leave the premises. Did she say thanks a lot? <laughs> no, <laughs> we might have to take that out. No, you no. Oh, I, I'm sorry, Billy. I, I, um, you know, it, it, with all of this attention to Mauna Loa over the last few weeks, and I, who knows when this show is going to stop? You know, who, when when this uh, message from her will stop? But yeah, it's and it's been actually an opportunity um, to learn about Hawaii in many different ways, and we have opportunities. Then with that comes our responsibility to make sure that folks are not exploiting or um, you know getting into trouble 
to get that shot or, or see or, or even take. And we'll talk about that in the next conversation because something amazing happens on, on the ground that people find and, and take. And we'll yeah. talk about that in a bit. But it's an opportunity, education. Absolutely. And, you know, it opens uh, certain types of doors for us to be understood as Hawaiian people and local people, you know, and how unique uh, Hawaii really is. Would you, would, you, uh, would you like to see her? Or have you seen her? I believe I have. Yeah? Yeah. In what space? What island? Uh, actually, on Date Street. <laughs> oh, my. This is uh, early 2005. And my then, uh, my ex-wife with my daughter, uh, we, we came back from, from a party or a meeting. So I dropped them off at our old apartment on Laau Street and went to park on Date. And so this is the parking across the street from the, the bus stop at the Kaimuki High School uh, field. Very familiar with it. So I'm getting out of my car this way, close the door, look across the roof. This really strange-looking Hawaiian woman, very Hawaiian features, you know, uh, white hair in a bob, black turtleneck sweater, long sleeve, and she's wearing this weird-looking miniskirt. It's black and white plaid, and she's got knee-high white mod boots. So it's all, this whole 60s outfit, and it's like, wow, this lady is kind of, I know, eh, she's strange. And this is within seconds, and she looks at me, and she says, <clears throat> I'm hungry. I want to eat something. And so I said, oh, well, Tutu, um, yeah, I'm going to go jack in the box. I can drop you off. She goes, oh, good. I like go Zippies. I said, yeah, Zippies is right there. You can walk across the street. She said, no, take me to the one in Wahiawa. I said, no, no, Tutu, I'm, I'm not going that way. But, you know, I can take you to the one over here. And I glanced down in the back seat, and there's a box of uh, Chuck E. Cheese pizza that my daughter didn't eat. It was cheese pizza. So I said, oh, there's cheese pizza right here if you want it. She goes, okay. So reach in like this, grab it, go to give it to her across the hood, and she's gone. So you know, the length of Date Street, there's no way anybody can walk off without you seeing them seeing go. Them. And this is all within seconds. The next thing I know, this one of those fast and furious cars, you know, all of that was just starting. The thing blows right by me. It, it's so fast you can actually feel, you know, the jet wash or whatever, kind of like this. And it blew the intersection of uh, Date and Olokele. This other car came and T-boned it, like creamed it. And so when that happened, I realized that was supposed to be me. Hmm. You know, because as soon as I parked and I almost, I was, I was getting out of the car, it's like, I should go jack in the box. And so I believe that whole interaction was to stop me from actually going at that second. Wow. It was crazy. And I remember, I remember the smell of sulfur. Which people say you, they, they will smell. Yeah. When they see. And it, uh, I, I remember being in shock going back to the apartment and telling my ex what happened. She's like, what? I said, I don't know if that was Pele or not, but, you know, I didn't see where that lady went. So it was a very old lady. She couldn't have ran, so I don't know. There was a second appearance, um, and I keep this short. It was uh, the morning I was going to Uniki to become a kumuhula. And I was up late the night before making all the lays, so... I didn't wake up in time to go to the Pikai at Alamoana. So when I got to the Uniki site on um, Cobb Adams Road, and I was pulling up, my, my kumu came up to me in the parking lot. He said, you are defiled. Don't get out of this car. You cannot step on these grounds. <clears throat> he said, there's the, the Kaneohe Bay not too far from here. 
He said, you go over there and you pikai. He said, and then when you come back, you tell me what, what you saw. I said, what do you mean? He goes, just go. So I went, I did that. And, I, and as I was doing the pikai, the cleansing, I thought I saw like the spirit going out to the water. <clears throat> and then I look and I see this white dog like walking out to the pier. And so I thought, oh, that's, that's unusual. I said, you know, must be low tide because that dog is pretty far out. And then when I, when I stood up, I realized it wasn't low tide. You know, the water was pretty deep, but that dog kept going like practically right out to the bay. And then the next thing I know, gone, just gone. So I went back and told my kumu, you know, all the details. He said, okay, he goes, because, you know, one of your omakua is pele and part of that is, you know, within this uniki, he said, that was your ho'ailona. He said, come out of your car, you're gonna graduate today. And I said, really? He said, if it had been any other, any other kind of ho'ailona, he said, you would not have been a kumuhula today. He said, but come, now you can graduate. Because she showed herself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Again, she, she, she comes to us in different ways. Old wahine, a yeah. young woman, a white dog, we've, we've heard. And in your, your case, you've seen, you've seen her twice. Yeah. Once in a 60s outfit. <laughs> it was crazy. I couldn't figure it out. Wow. Wow. <laughs> you know, uh, I'm going to ask you to come back um, because I don't think uh, I don't think Mauna Loa is going to stop anytime soon. There are more lessons to be learned, not just with Pele. We're talking about uh, respecting what she leaves behind. Yeah. Uh, it's something called Pele's hair. You mind coming back? Sure. All right. Hey, folks, Mauna for joining us. Join us next week. If you're heading out to Hawaii Island, please be safe and respect. See you next time, another episode of What's Screw Went. Until then, ahui ho. What's Screw You Went is a PBS Hawaii production. Music by Taimane Gardner. If you enjoyed this episode, let us know on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And tell your friends. You can find us on pbshawaii.org and everywhere you get your podcasts.